0: This is Canvas, a show all about iPad productivity. My name is Fraser Spears, and I'm joined, as always,
1: by Federico Vittici. Hey, Fraser. How are you? Hey, not too bad. How are you? It's been a, it's been a busy couple of weeks, but I think I'm mm-hmm. doing much better now than the, my iOS 12 review is out and people Good. seem, seem to be enjoying it. Um, I love it when people send me photos of them reading the review in, in unusual places like, uh, <laughs> Mac stories, sp- uh, screen, uh, photos of iPads with Mac stories opening coffee shops or parks or libraries. I love that. Um. Of course, with iOS 12 being out, it also means that the Shortcuts app, which is a new workflow, is available on the App Store. Um, We did an episode a while back. uh, uh, It was me and Jason Snell. You were, I think, on vacation. Uh, And we talked about the upcoming changes in Shortcuts. But at the time, of course, we didn't have the final version of the Shortcuts app. um, And we mostly speculated about some of the actions that Apple could, could bring to the final version. Now, the final version is here. It's available for free. And I thought maybe we should do an actual episode about using shortcuts, what's new uh, in, in the app. And honestly, this could possibly become a mini-series as a follow-up to the series that we did about Workflow, I think last Absolutely. year. Uh, yeah. But for now, we're just going to focus on what's new and what's changed from Workflow. Yeah, because when you and Jason did that last episode, I, I wasn't on the Shortcuts Beta at all, mm-hmm. even though
0: I was, I was using iOS 12. So I I, can't, I listened along and I sort of thought, mm, I, I would like to have the app in my hands while I, I sort of listen to people talk about it and, and play with it and so on. So uh, I have had a look at it over the past couple of weeks and mm-hmm. I have so many questions for you. <laughs> okay. That I'm hoping you can straighten me out and, and maybe the listeners can can help as well. Um. In particular, Federico, what I'm, one of the things I'm struggling with is terminology. And, you know, it was bad enough when we had an app called Workflow and the things it made were also called Workflows. Mm-hmm. But now we have an app called Shortcuts and we have many different kinds of shortcut. Mm-hmm. And I think for the, the first sort of question I have is, right, I understand like when I installed Shortcuts, all my old workflows came in as shortcuts and, and they, they look the same and they have the same names and the same similar colors and all that kind of thing. But there's this whole other, there's at least two different other things going on here. One of which is that an app can provide or suggest um, a kind of shortcut. And then um, Siri is somehow involved as well. And I, I don't understand how all these three things play together. The the shortcuts that come from apps Siri's involvement in the whole game and like a workflow that you're I'm still calling it workflow but a shortcut that you make from scratch because uh, for example I, I installed uh, OmniFocus 3 on my iPhone mm-hmm. and it provided it's provided three suggested shortcuts and one of them was to a custom perspective and I thought well that's great I'd like to be able to just say the name of that perspective to Siri and get that to come up and I got that working but then I thought I want that same thing, but I want it for two other perspectives as well. And OmniFocus didn't offer that option, so I'm sitting here thinking, "How do I? How do I get more of that?" And, and you need to sort of yeah. clear this up for me because I'm,
1: I'm struggling with it. All right, so there's two basic things to know here. Um, the first one is that in in the Shortcuts app, you create custom shortcuts um okay. so I've heard Apple engineers refer to this system as you create a custom shortcut or a personalized shortcut. Um, okay my understanding is that they went from workflow, which was a singular name to to shortcuts as the name of the new app, because they feel like there's no more confusion when you're talking about shortcut singular and shortcuts plural. So shortcuts is always the name of the app. A shortcut is uh, one of the custom things that you create inside of the app. So before it used to be workflow workflow. Now it's a shortcuts shortcut. So that makes sense in, in the sense that the app is the container yeah. for your shortcuts yeah that makes okay. sense only in the se- in the in the context of the app but in iOS yes. 12 apps can offer native shortcuts I, I'm referring to them in my review as app shortcuts um, okay. these are app specific commands that can either take you into a specific screen of an app like a perspective mm-hmm. in Omnifocus or or they can perform stuff in the background, um, like performing a PCALC calculation without having to actually open PCALC. Those are lowercase shortcuts. You can call them system shortcuts. You can call them native shortcuts. You can call them app shortcuts. They are offered by apps or by system features directly to iOS 12. Now, where, where things get confusing is that as you mentioned, there's Siri in the middle. Um, and you see them, you see these shortcuts, these native app shortcuts. You see them described in the shortcuts app as Siri suggestions. Um, yes. you you hear people calling them Siri shortcuts. You can also hear people calling the shortcuts app the Siri shortcuts app. So mm. calling the shortcuts app Siri shortcuts is incorrect. Siri yes. shortcuts are shortcuts that either you assign a phrase. So you can assign a custom Siri phrase to a shortcut mm-hmm. and that becomes a Siri shortcut um, because you, you actually speak the phrase that you want to mm-hmm. use. Um, or a Siri shortcut, uh, th- it gets confusing because Apple over the past few years has been using Siri as a catch-all term. For, for anything all, you speak to or anything that suggests something any Any kind yeah. of intelligence on iOS. Apple describes yeah. as Siri. So when you see a shortcut suggested in the shortcuts app or suggested on the lock screen or suggested in search, that's also a Siri shortcut in the sense that even if it doesn't have a phrase, Siri mm-hmm. as the intelligence layer recommends that shortcut to you. And so that's that's where you see these
0: suggestions like um, send this text message to this person, and yes. it's got like a, a phrase that you've actually already texted to somebody. Yes. And it's suggesting is, that you say yeah. that again to them, and you know, um, as if, you know, yeah. that's something that you say every day. Yeah. Okay. So I think I've got that much so far. Um, now, a Siri shortcut, which is, and the only way to invoke a Siri shortcut is to speak to Siri and say the phrase that you've recorded. Is that right?
1: Yeah. You can. So okay. you can. Um, you can assign a phrase to a shortcut, um, and wh- whenever you speak that phrase, Siri will either launch the shortcut, or if it's an action that is based on a uh, on a on a on the intent technology, it will execute that action inside Siri. So, for example. Um, What's a good example of this? Uh, Overcast. Overcast. Overcast, if you assign a phrase to a shortcut and you speak that phrase to Siri, like next chapter, for example, you will Mm -hmm. get this little overcast UI inside Siri and audio will skip to the next chapter in the background with overcast playing audio in the background. Um, So there's multiple types of shortcuts, but basically you can sum it up as two categories of Native shortcuts, shortcuts that launch stuff and shortcuts that perform stuff in line, so in Siri okay. or in search. And there, so there's two categories of shortcuts and two types of shortcuts native ones and the custom shortcuts that you create in the shortcuts app. Okay. I don't and love I think, this terminology. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't love this terminology, <laughs> but if you divide it in basically two kinds of shortcuts, Mm-hmm. and two and two categories of native shortcuts you kind of get the idea if it's a system so, one it can do two things yep and it's also if you if it's created in the shortcuts app it's also called a shortcut
0: okay and and these native shortcuts that apps are supplying to the whole system they're not the same thing so they're they're not you can't just take that and then turn it into a custom shortcut is that right it's not like that's just a, a shortcut in the background it's more of a kind of a hook into the app to make it do something is, is that right it's not just like a prepackaged shortcut file that the app developers put in no, and no you no, no, can no. sort of see it it's it's a different technology isn't it it's not that it's yes. called similar things are not actually the
1: same thing it's not under the it's hood. not a it's not a f- actual file yeah. that you can get and share it's a yeah. it's a system feature that only happens to be natively supported in the shortcuts app um mm-hmm. Because in the Shortcuts app, it gets confusing because in, in, in the Shortcuts app, when you create a custom shortcut, when you create what used to be called a workflow, you mm-hmm. can use these native shortcuts as actions. So these native shortcuts that you can okay. find in settings, that you can find in Siri, that you uh-huh, can find in right, search, okay. they can become steps of a longer custom shortcut that you create but but they themselves are not editable as shortcuts exactly. custom shortcuts themselves exactly right. okay. they are not that? editable they do not support inputs they do not support variables and other kind of stuff
0: so so they're essentially a way for an app developer to put new stuff into the shortcuts app as steps without there necessarily having to be a a plugin that goes in for shortcuts or something like that is that right
1: yeah, developers That's
0: kind can. In the way it's working.
1: Yeah, yeah developers uh, can offer. Um, they can offer their shortcuts to the system in a bunch of ways. Uh, mm-hmm. Like there's different flags that they can use um, in Xcode basically to say I'm donating this shortcut to the system at this relevant time or here okay. are all the shortcuts that my application supports. Um, there's different ways that they can offer them to the system but the and, basic... And
0: some apps have got a way to edit that inside the app Is that, yes, I saw, yes I sort I saw that in, in Overcast, yeah? Yeah. Like in yeah. Overcast you can create new, new native shortcuts in that app and yeah. then they will show up inside the Shortcuts app.
1: Yeah, you can. Uh, okay. When you when you do that, they will become available in the Overcast category inside of the mm-hmm. Shortcuts app. And uh, a, a tip that I can share is if you don't see an activity that you recently performed in one of your apps show up as a sh- as a Siri suggestion in in the Shortcuts, um, force quit the Shortcuts app and reopen it and you will find it. I think there's some caching involved. So some actions yes. that you perform will not show up immediately in the shortcuts app, but they will be there. Okay.
0: Yeah. They will sh- show up eventually. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, Interesting. I don't love so, this so terminology.
0: 10 just yeah. I don't
1: <laughs> I'm not a fan, honestly. I would have preferred mm-hmm. the system shortcuts to be called some, something else, but it is one okay. case. Um Oh yeah. I, I can I'm just looking at I'm in I'm in shortcuts right
0: now and I've just been in, interfering with my omnifocus stuff and now I can see those different perspectives yeah. are now showing up as serious suggestions. Okay, that's yeah, yeah. I, I guess I wasn't doing enough before I was getting into into shortcuts.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I was sort of starting in shortcuts rather than starting in activity. Yeah, exactly. In the apps. Yeah.
1: All right. So Okay. Uh, I think I think I've got that straight now, so that's uh, that's good progress. All right, so I thought we should talk about the different types of new actions in the shortcuts mm. app that were not available in workflow. And of course, yeah. the uh, I think arguably the most important new integration is the fact that you can show custom responses in Siri. So this feature is based on a new action called show show result. Uh, show okay. result. If you, when used in the widget or when used in the shortcuts app, it looks like the old um, show alert feature. Yes. It's a dialogue that pops up in the middle of the screen. It doesn't have a title field. It's just a, a text message. Uh, but mm-hmm. when used in the extension or in the app, it just looks like, a, like an alert. In Siri though, this means that Siri will actually speak the contents of the show result action. So in the okay. show result action, you can put any text and Siri will say uh, shortcut says, which is the default um, pre, <laughs> sort of preamble to, to custom messages. Mm-hmm. It will say uh, shortcut says and it will read the text that you put into the show result field. Um, it also means this text can be dynamic because you can put variables and magic variables inside of this field. So if you have a shortcut that deals with uh, reading the contents of a text file or getting the value of a, of a variable, like the clipboard or stuff like that, you can put these variables into the show result action and they will be mm-hmm. resolved uh, when Siri speaks the sentence and okay. you will get data. For example, I have a... Uh, I have a shortcut that fetches the forecast from dark sky using the API. Mm -hmm. And of course, that's a variable because it changes every day. Um, And Siri can just uh, resolve the variable uh, and speak the forecast fetched from a web API directly within the context of Siri. It also means that short result will work on your iPhone. It'll work on the Apple Watch. It'll Mm -hmm. work on the HomePod because Siri will just speak the, the action uh, which is pretty awesome. This basically allows you to put any kind of response in the context of Siri.
0: Yeah, so you, the, the aim of the game there is to turn it into text and then have Siri speak it through show response.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, there's a, the, the limitation, of course, is that only text is supported for now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you cannot use show result to show you an image or to show you a video or to show you a web page. It can just be text. And yeah, there's there's no way to build those kind of custom user
0: interface no, things that no. you see if you say something like, uh, "Show me pictures of the Eiffel Tower," and it shows you a little inline of like four or six images. Yeah, you, you can't build anything like that just no. yet.
1: And of course, no. the other limitation uh, is that when you activate a shortcut with a with a with a Siri phrase, because you can also assign personalized Siri phrases to your custom shortcuts. Um, but when you trigger mm-hmm. that, so for example, let's say that you have a shortcut, uh, a custom shortcut for, I don't know, getting the contents of the clipboard. Actually, no, for setting the contents of the clipboard uh, to yeah. something like a, like a URL from a web page. Um, if you say, let's say that, that your phrase is copy link. Um, you cannot say stuff like copy link google.com and expect that Siri will interpret google.com as a variable. Um, Siri phrases do not support passing input to a shortcut. The phrase is just a trigger. And whatever,
0: and, and the, the whole the whole
1: phrase is the phrase. The it? whole phrase is the trigger. There's yeah. no way to extract value from the phrase. In fact, mm-hmm. your custom shortcut has no idea what the phrase actually is when it's running. It doesn't care about the phrase. The yeah. phrase is just a trigger.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And
1: there's no way to vary what happens in there.
0: Is it possible though, Federico, to to say you have a so you have a workflow where you say select one from a menu of things. Can you interact with that through Siri? No, no, so you, you, no. you can't say choose item two or something like that.
1: Yeah, uh, unfortunately, no. No user interaction uh, in Siri and custom shortcuts for now, which is kind of so weird because
0: triggering and yeah.
1: Traditional Siri actually supports, uh, for example, letting you choose from lists of results or yes. asking for additional confirmation of actions that you want to perform. But mm-hmm. for now, your custom shortcuts in Siri, just from the trigger to the output, no interaction okay. in the middle.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And just as another sort
0: of point of triggering or a question of triggering, so you don't want to talk to Siri, for example. Um, and. and You've got a, 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 a native shortcut from an app that you want to run somehow. Do you have to manually wrap that up in a custom shortcut to have it show up in, say, the the today widget or something like that?
1: Can, um, so you want Does that to, make sense? uh, not really. So you have a shortcut from okay. an app, yeah. So, so say, like, take
0: overcast for example, there's yep. an overcast, um, uh native action where it would maybe play a specific podcast that I'm yes. subscribed to. And let's say I wanted that action to be in the shortcuts today widget. So I press this action and it will always play oh, yeah. Cortex or something like that.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I would have
0: to wrap that up inside a custom shortcut to get yes. it in there. Yes. That's what so I, that's I do. That's the only way to yeah. to talk, to get a native Shortcut to run without speaking yep. to Siri is, is yep. to wrap it up that way. Yeah.
1: Okay. What, I, what I did is I, I wrapped a bunch of these individual actions, like literally mm-hmm. just one step one thing. Into, yeah. into a custom yeah. shortcut. I have two for Overcast, like previous chapter and next chapter. And those are mm-hmm. two separate shortcuts with just one step inside of them, which is the native Overcast one. Yeah, that's a good question, cool. though. It's a point that I try to yeah. make in my review. Yeah, it's possible to, to build this stuff. hmm
0: yeah because it's important to remember i suppose also that the, the other things that we're used to from workflow haven't gone away like the today widget and things like that of course well. yeah and also um adding them to the home screen was another thing that um some people would do that kind of thing as well you know i know some of the, the timer stuff that you'd worked on federico and cgp gray was doing some of that as well where it was uh workflows looking like apps on the home screen that's all still possible with shortcuts
1: yeah yeah all the All the previous features of Workflow, well, nearly all of them, are still available in shortcuts. But you can still add icons to the home screen. Uh, You can Mm -hmm. still have a widget. Uh, There's the extension. So all that stuff is still in there. And I I can tell you that the Siri integration, the short result, um, I'm using it a lot, especially for two... um, shortcuts that I have, one of them I actually covered in the review there's an example that you can download it's a morning mm-hmm. routine shortcut and it's a very involved one but basically it's a way for me to wake up, go in the kitchen, start making breakfast and say um, Siri morning routine and it'll tell me like all of the calendar events that I have going on today, all the reminders, mm-hmm. it'll turn on the espresso machine it'll give me the weather forecast, it'll give me an inspirational quote of the day, it's very nice, it's very long and involved, but I love the fact That's that Siri cool. can show all of these responses uh, you know and, That's uh, great. and even speak them with the home pod. Yeah. Mm.
0: So let's let's talk a little bit about some of the new um controls or the new uh actions that are available and shortcuts yeah. that weren't before. And and I think it's quite interesting, you know, as a consequence of Apple's acquisition of, of workflow, they've been given quite a lot of additional you know access into the system so a really good one uh, that hasn't been available before is is control over the radios on the device so you can you can enable or disable airplane mode or wi-fi or bluetooth all separately as well Uh, so that's quite that's quite helpful if you wanted to see have like an and a shutdown command or something when you you were going on a plane you could just say you know shut down my device and i'll automatically put it into airplane mode or something like that
1: totally yeah
0: um Apple Pay? Apple Pay is not available in the UK yet. I don't know. Is it anywhere outside of America yet? I'm not sure. But there's a there's a request payment and a send payment via Apple Pay, which one day might be interesting if it, if it gets outside of the US. Uh, yeah. But that's quite interesting because it's also, I noticed on, on my watch with watchOS 5, there's now an Apple Pay button in Messages. But yeah. it doesn't do anything yet in the UK, but it's still yeah, there. The,
1: it's not hidden anymore like it used to the, be. The Apple Pay Cash um, feature mm-hmm. is still US only. But what's nice about this action is that you can actually use third-party payments providers. So oh, okay. um, third party apps that support um Siri kit. So Siri for like sending payments via voice. Uh, that yeah. means it'll also work for with this action with request payment and send payment. I tested it with N 26 which is uh, mm-hmm. the online banking service that I use for Apple Pay to have an Apple Pay card uh, yeah. and it works, it works really nicely but if you have other services that support Siri I don't know if PayPal actually added I think PayPal does support that uh, they, they yeah. used to feature Siri support then they removed mm-hmm. it which was really kind of weird and- yeah I'm not sure if it's back honestly mm. uh, maybe I don't know but okay. anyway third party apps will also support this action yeah Maybe we could try just
0: giving the command on the podcast and see if any money appears in our account and that would <laughs> work. <laughs> some triggering home pods all over the world. That'd be, that would be some hack. Um, there's also control for the torch as well. I think it's fascinating, Federico. How Do you remember years ago uh, when the iPhone first came out, everybody made fun of flashlight apps and that they were like the number one junk category in the app store? And I don't know about you, but I, use the, the, I mean, the torch is like now on the home screen of the iPhone 10. It's uh, using your phone as a torch is now a, a very important thing to do and you now have access in shortcuts to turn the torch on, turn it off or toggle its state depending on whether so you don't have to track whether it was on or off, you can just flip it to the opposite state as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure somebody out there has made a, uh, an SMS to Morse code shortcut already and <laughs> that's no doubt on the way <laughs> <laughs> but seriously you could do like an SOS one for yeah. example, that would be uh, I noticed some there's one that's kind of gone past on Twitter it was, um, they were just saying a shortcut called mayday that somebody had written and, and it would do things like um I, I can't remember all the things it would do but it would like text your text yeah. your relatives as to where you were it's like, and and then the phrase was Syria being pulled over by the police and uh <laughs> it would do all these kind of things to to keep you safe in that situation yeah but that's the kind of custom and complex thing that i think is, is is interesting and possible now you you could be driving in your car and i think I think from my basic testing that this is also supported in carplay as well. Although some of the things that you might do in shortcuts might not actually work in the carplay environment, but you can at least, it will at least hear the trigger and and do something with it as well. Um, and the last one that is, I know about anyway, and I've sort of been looking through that drawer and trying to remember what was there before. Um, You can now set the device brightness and that goes now goes system-wide rather than in-app. So previously, Federico, I think it used to be that if you would set the brightness, it would only be the brightness for as long as shortcuts was on the screen and then it would revert back to the user brightness level after that. But now uh, you can set it and it'll stay that way.
1: Yeah, it used to be that it was limited to the brightness of the workflow app. Now it's system-wide, which is I've seen people use it for things like um, reading at night, so like mm-hmm. you can combine this with another new action, which is a uh, set do not disturb. You can mm. set do not disturb with the same options that you get in control center in iOS 12. So until a time period period until a specific time or until you leave the current location or until you just turn it off. Um, So combining Do Not Disturb and combining brightness to do things like I'm switching to reading mode now. So lower my brightness, Mm -hmm. uh, set Do Not Disturb and open the Kindle app or uh, or the Apple Books app, for example. Um, I wanted to call out, uh, in addition to Do Not Disturb, uh, the dictate text action which is not new not new in shortcuts but the options that you get and the way that it works is all new so the dictate text option allows you to use dictation uh with the speech recognition api that is native to ios to you know dictate text and get printed text back from from as a variable um in shortcuts, there are new options to automatically stop dictation after a short a short pause or a longer pause. So if you just talk and just pause, dictation will just disable itself, uh, which is much, mm-hmm. much better than having to disable dictation manually. But also what's impressive is that you can now use dictation in the widget. So in the shortcuts widget, you can now make widgets that allow you to dictate right there without opening the shortcuts app. Um, And you can combine this with another existing action that has been made better for shortcuts, which is send message. Uh, this allows you to, s- you can now send an iMessage in the background to a specific contact without having to confirm th- from the messages composer and press the send button. You can, ma- you can send the message in the background. Um, there's an article on that I that I wrote about this shortcut that I created uh, for multilingual dictation. So there's a widget that I made that allows you to dictate uh, messages to your favorite contacts. And what it does is it automatically switches the language that it's listening for based on the location of your contact. So when I'm, di- when I'm dictating, when I, when I press on, on the Sylvia option, uh, it uses Italian. So it listens for Italian okay. because it knows that Sylvia lives in Italy. When I text Mike, it uses English because he knows it knows Mike lives in London. Um, That's very really cool. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it takes advantage of you know, the contacts API and dictation and so you're messages. The, the, their home address yeah. and, yeah. and yeah. contacts. Yeah, that's what it that. does. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then it uses, um, uh, this is described in the article, but you can set the language that dictation is listening for um, with language IDs. So like uh, the country locale codes. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not advertised in the UI. This is not documented by Apple, but I know that it works. So okay. It's all described in the story. Very cool. Uh, so, Federico, I
0: know something that you've you've been really interested in is is the extensions to what you can do with JavaScript. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. In in uh, uh, in shortcuts, and it seems to me that there must be some there must be some sort of security stuff involved in this yep. as well because th- this is one of these with great power comes great responsibility mm-hmm. sort of things, and I think it would probably be worth talking a little bit about what's the what's the kind of running experience of of running javascript on a web page and i'm guessing it's this is sort of from the
1: extension inside the context of safari mostly so yes it's limited to safari it's limited to... Uh, you can run a uh, JavaScript in the shortcuts extension for the current web page only. So it's limited to Safari, limited to the extension, and limited to the current web page that you're viewing when you activate the extension. Also, okay. there's an authentication prompt to grant permission to JavaScript to access uh, the current domain. So this prompt comes up per shortcut per domain. So... Every okay. shortcut on every new domain will ask you: Do you want to give it access? Um, to mm-hmm. you know, do you want to use JavaScript and access the contents of the web page? But yeah, you can you can do crazy things. Again, in my in my review, there's examples. You can do things like accessing the WebKit API to change the speed of video playback for a video player in Safari, or you can do things like turning the web page into the HTML source and actually reload the current page with the source uh, instead of the the web page. Uh, You can can turn any video into a picture-in-picture video. Again, another JavaScript WebKit uh, API that allows you to control video playback. Um, Mm -hmm. Most of the examples that I've seen is just people turning JavaScript bookmarklets into run JavaScript actions in shortcuts. And while that is certainly a possibility, I think it's much more interesting to think about JavaScript as a way to modify web pages or to uh, extract specific information from web pages and then doing something with that. Because the JavaScript action can actually uh, give you a result. It gives you a variable. And you can use Mm -hmm. that variable and process that information with other actions so yes you can turn your old bookmarklets into native um, javascript steps but i think it's more interesting to think of this as a way to actually read information from a web page or modify the contents of a web page but again i'm not javascript programmer so the examples that i have i will you know those are limited to mostly video playback Um, but it's Mm -hmm. possible to do some Mm -hmm. crazy things with
0: yeah, that's potentially very interesting, particularly if you could use it to uh, scrape a web page for various bits of structured information. Yeah, you know, totally. Like you could walk the, walk the DOM or something like that and, and grab out information that you want. It would be nice to sort of, you know, a page that might not be easily automatable or, or not available as a feed. And you could go there and you could say, well, you know, I know where in the HTML the information I want is, and you you could maybe use some JavaScript to just pull that information out and, uh, yeah. and do something with it.
1: Yeah. Um, so I mentioned the fact that you can use app shortcuts as steps. And again, I, I'm using these in widgets. Uh, totally mm-hmm. works. You can, you can put them in widgets. You can put them in extensions. Um, I'm, I have a version of my morning routine shortcut that uses the carrot weather uh, shortcuts to get the forecast. Uh, a trend that I've noticed is that because these shortcuts cannot be modified uh, they do not support variables they cannot set uh, you know an output I've, yeah. i'm seeing developers using the system clipboard as a sort of a, as a hack as a dynamic uh, variable so okay. using the clipboard which is effectively the only global storage space <laughs> that all apps yeah. can access as yeah. a way to get information or set results. Uh, PCALC is a great example of this. You can create PCALC shortcuts that perform operations based on a number from the clipboard. So you can copy something uh. and then have a shortcut that says, oh, you have a number in the clipboard. I'm going to multiply that by, I don't know, 42 do or something. Yeah. Uh, do a thing yeah. with it. Uh, so the idea yeah. of using the clipboard as a as a dynamic sort of output and input it's okay. Totally a workaround, totally a hack, mm-hmm. but it's also the only solution we have for now. Because
0: uh, there's nothing else. If if you put a, a native shortcut into a into a custom shortcut, yeah, what you're getting is you're effectively getting a a, a sort of dumb black box. Yeah. Step where some action will happen, some side effect will happen, but there's no there's no interaction with input or output, and it, it can't pass anything back to your script, and it can't accept anything no. from your script. So the only place. The only way to do that is through uh, the clipboard because yeah. you could even put a private file somewhere, you know, and, and have it read back out. Yeah, um, that's interesting. I think yeah. There's clearly a, a desire path there from developers and users to to have more interaction between these custom um,
1: these custom shortcuts and and the native ones as well. I would love to see some kind of interface to build shortcuts myself, and I don't know mm-hmm. that. There's folks who are like saying, oh, it'll be like the new HyperCard. You have, you know, this U- UI that you can design yourself. But basically the idea would be, yes, I, w- I want to have like a native automation framework that does what, like James Thompson today has a custom UI inside of Peacock that lets you design your own shortcuts. You can choose the operation, mm-hmm. you can choose the input, you can choose variables, but you have to do this with the, with the clipboard as a hack. Wouldn't it be nice yeah. if you had visual customizable actions in the shortcuts app that use Peacock in the background to perform a feature, but Peacock is Ooh. never actually launched and you don't have to use the clipboard, but you can use real variables. Um, I think that's the future where Apple is going, you know, in terms of like opening up this slowly to developers. I understand like all the complexities of this, like what mm-hmm. happens if you pass a variable yeah. that, you know, it's complex. And also from a security standpoint, it's questionable. Like what kind of things can you do? But I'm pretty sure that Apple can figure this one out.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see just how far that goes. It reminds me of, do you remember um, OpenDock back in the old days? I don't know if that's thing mm-hmm. that was ever up but you know that was an idea where developers would create parts they were called open doc parts and they would be brought into a document and then each part would you know do its thing to process the information and so on and it sort of reminds me a little bit of that maybe more than hypercard where apps are donating components of their their capabilities to this document that we call a shortcut and then um, and we can process data through that that way uh Everything old is new again, I think, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Um, before before we wrap up this episode, there's one final new action that I should mention. It's the run home scene action. This allows you to... Uh, the only thing I can do is to set one of your scenes. So one of the scenes that you create in the home app, it can be triggered from a custom shortcut. Um, unfortunately, again... For some reason, I was expecting shortcuts to gain actual customizable... Actions for Homekit but you cannot you cannot create actions that allow you to customize like individual characteristics of accessories. You cannot do things like here's my bedroom light, I want to set the color to this specific color I want to set the brightness to 40%. no you cannot do this in shortcuts for now all you can do is you can create you need to create scenes and then you can trigger one of those scenes or multiple scenes at once with multiple actions from shortcuts but they need to be a scene first. So you need to use the Home app, yeah. create a scene, and then you pick it from the from the action.
0: So you couldn't, for example, set the color of your lights based on what the weather forecast is going to be?
1: Yes, but you need to create the scene first. So you need but to... You, yeah, but you can do it
0: dynamically based on the changing weather. You oh yeah, have the, totally. The lights turn red every time it's going to rain five minutes ahead, that kind of thing.
1: If you That's... run a shortcut, and the if you have... You know, for example, if you're talking to the Dark Sky API mm-hmm. and you have a shortcut that returns the the forecast, and the, foresc- the forecast contains the word rain, you could do things like if the variable contains rain, then run the HomeKit scenes, uh, scene that turns all my lights red,
0: stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. But you'd have to have a scene that turns your lights red. Yeah. You, you to, couldn't. You couldn't dynamically
1: change the color based on nope. the output from another step. Nope. You have to have that scene. And also, of course, you need to run the shortcut manually yourself because there are still no way to have shortcuts be executed uh, automatically based on certain conditions, like... I that think is the yeah, next big thing, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Like having a shortcut run automatically at a certain time of the day or when you switch a location or w- when something happens. Sort of mm-hmm. have a, a, you know, in programming language, I think you would say having some kind of shortcut handler that can say when this happens, run this shortcut. Like when you get this specific type of notification or when you, you know, when you turn yeah. off Wi-Fi, do this. Uh, but this is not possible yet
0: yeah there's potentially many interesting things you could do with that you know when a wi-fi network comes up run a shortcut that might check to see if it is it your wi-fi which vpn do I want to get on all of that kind of stuff or when I go outside this geofence or when I leave my home wi-fi or even like when I unlock the phone or when I when I try and shut down the phone I mean the shutdown hook would be a good one as well you know for uh phones that might get stolen you know uh when I shut down my phone, send a text message to somebody give it with my location. You know, that kind of thing. Uh, There's there's potentially quite a few interesting hooks there. Um, And, you know, when I start AirPlay, could be another one or or various things like that. So, yeah, it's nice that there's still some things to work on. I don't think shortcuts in iOS 12 has, has brought everything that we want. And I kind of feel like a lot of work has gone into the app infrastructure and the integration with other apps. And it's it's certainly brought Siri to a whole new range of things that we maybe didn't have access to before. In fact, we definitely didn't have access to before. Like the amount of podcast control that we now have through Overcast, let's say, was never possible even in iOS 11. So I think there's tons has been opened up, but there's clearly um, a little less interaction. Is mm-hmm. potentially very, very interesting, you know, to to have those kind of hooks when the system changes state in various ways.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you know, if if
0: you detect a drop, automatically schedule a genius bar appointment. Mm-hmm. Let's say, mm-hmm. um,
1: that would be fun. Yeah, and I'm sure yeah. we'll have plenty to to cover and talk about in the in the next few episodes. We'll, so we'll uh, discover a lot. Yeah, we we just described the new actions, but there's a lot to explain and explore. So should be fun. Yep and we got the names just about straightened out as well Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) so we needed to take care of that first
0: (laughs) that that was a full 25% of the show was just explaining the terminology (laughs) okay so this has been canvas episode 71 using the shortcuts app you can get in touch with the show at underscore canvas fm on twitter show notes are at relay.fm slash canvas i'm on twitter as fraser spears federico is Vitici, and we'll see you next show